Welcome to the Perfectly Preserved Podcast. I'm your host, Jenny Gomes. And I'm Anna Cash. Here, we come together to bring you a podcast all about preserving food safely, easily, and dare I say perfectly at home. We are master food preservers, moms, wives, and we love talking about canning. We've decided the world needs a podcast that shares up-to-date, modern, safe information about canning, dehydrating, freezing, freeze-drying, and more. We answer listener questions, teach beginner and intermediate techniques, and share our very best tips for preserving successfully. We'll show you how to find trusted recipes, sources, and more so you never have to second-guess your preserving practices again. Ready to can like a master preserver? Let's get into today's episode. Welcome to the Perfectly Preserved Podcast. Jenny and I are here today, and we are so excited for this episode. Well, I at least am very excited for this episode. What about you, Jenny? Oh, I think it's going to help our listeners so much. We get lots of questions, both Anna and I, about how to can the perfect pickle. And this episode will tell you everything you need to know and more about canning perfect cucumber pickles. I feel like that's one of the keystone foods that people think about when they think about canning and grandma canning. Those are the mason jars of pickles, don't you think, Anna? Yeah, I mean, they're just really iconic. If you go into somebody's pantry and they have homemade pickles, it's like, oh yeah, like cucumber pickles. So today, Jenny and I are going to talk about quick process pickles. Just so you listeners know, this is not a fermented pickle, cucumber pickle. This is a quick process pickle, which means that your brine will be water, vinegar, salt, and then possibly sugar, depending if you're doing like some type of sweet pickle. Mm -hmm. So quick process pickles are one of my very favorite things that I switched over to homemade when I first started canning. And I have been obsessed ever since. So let's talk about the recommended varieties of cucumbers for canned pickles. There are lots of varieties of cucumbers. And if you think that it's a good idea to just grab any old cucumber, you would be wrong. For canned pickles, you are going to want to choose a pickling cucumber variety. They usually have uh, spines on the outside. You try and pick them when they're medium to small size. You don't want them to get really huge if possible, um, unless you're doing slices. And they have less seeds and uh, less water, which makes them ideal for canning. So those little, like, to me, they look reptilian. They're so different than like a slicing cucumber you would put on your salad, (laughs) right? Like they're just bumpy and weird. But that is what you want to seek out if you're trying to can cucumber pickles. I know that that choosing the wrong cucumber is the thing that leads people to disappointing pickles every time. It's always that they chose. It's not like the bad recipe. It's that they chose like big, soft, watery cucumbers that would be great on a salad, but no good in a mason jar. Yeah. The quality of your cucumbers matters. You're going to want to select firm cucumbers of the size that you want. I usually choose like smaller gherkin size cucumbers just because I like to fit quite a bit in a jar. And if you have like, you know, five medium to large size cucumbers, like for me, it just doesn't work for my family. It's just like, what's the point? Right. Not enough. You're going to want to select unwaxed whole cucumbers. Pickling cucumbers. 
use odd shaped ones and more mature cucumbers for relishes and bread and butter style pickles. That's great advice. So to prepare your cucumbers, you will wash them and you'll cut off the blossom end. And one thing that a lot of pickle recipes will ask you to do is to soak them in a product beforehand. And before we hit record, Anna and I talked about this. And there are store-bought products that you can purchase, including alum or lime or commercially available calcium chloride, which is called Pickle Crisp or Mrs. Wages Extra Crunch, for example. And those can improve the texture of a quick process pickle. But I sort of, I predict just my personal thought is that that will become increasingly less popular because just because of the many people's desire to have fewer additives, fewer ingredients like that in their food. I can't say for sure what those particular ingredients do or do not offer in terms of healthfulness, but I, I kind of think that's going to be the a thing of the past. But you could use them and they will provide you a crisper pickled product. Yeah. And specifically what Jenny was talking about is the alum. In her state in California, they have very stringent health labeling uh, and things like that. And Jenny, remind me again what they said about alum. So alum I can buy in the store, but calcium chloride ball brand pickle crisp, I can't buy on Amazon because it causes, and this is just Amazon. I mean, you just take this for what it's worth. It said, known to cause reproductive harm. But I mean, they say that about like buying light fixtures on Wayfair. So I, I don't know. I don't know enough about it to really comment on that with an educated stance. So just know that it's an additive, right? It's like any additive. So you can you can make a decision to use it or not. But that is many older recipes will have you do a pre-soak in some of these products. And you can skip it or you can do it. Yeah. And I know people that swear by the pickle crisp, they'll put it in their jars uh, once they pack it and put their brine in. They just swear by it, you know, but um, I personally have never used it because I do the selecting uh, portion of pickling cucumbers. Like I choose them like the day that they're picked. And then I put them immediately into a bucket with ice water. Like those types of steps mitigate the, the need for additives. But if your only option is a cucumber that's been picked, you know, say earlier that week or something, and it's just, that's what it is, that's all you have, then, you know, you can do your best with that. But for me, those are just a few of the steps that I take. So do you, Anna, tell us more, do you get your cucumbers and you soak them in ice water in your sink or in a bucket? Is that right? Yeah, immediately. Because cucumbers for me come on in about August. And in Utah in August, it's around, I don't know, between 90 and 105, depending on the week, you know, the day. And so, you know, if I'm getting them from somebody, they will put them out in the morning and say, like, come really soon. They'll put like a cool damp paper towel on the top or something to keep them a little bit cooler. But yeah, they have a tendency to get soft and, you know, once they heat up. So once they're off the vine, I should say. That's really good to know. That's actually a very good step that our listeners can take that doesn't have any, there's no question that ice water is is fine for you. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. So then we get asked a lot, what's a good pickle recipe? And I think 
there's many, many very good pickle recipes, but by choosing a good cucumber to begin with and choosing good quality vinegar and keeping your cucumbers really cold, you're probably going to be happy with the result. It probably has a lot less to do with what you're putting in the brine than you realize. So the next thing that we're going to explain is a slightly different way of processing pickles, which is at a little bit lower temperature. And what that does is it safely preserves and seals your jars. It safely cans, but it's just at a little bit lower temperature. And you can do that because they're in a brine that's very acidic, right? And these recipes have been tested and we know that they're safe. And they can eliminate the long boiling water process, which softens your cucumbers. Yeah. So this process is called a low temperature pasteurization. And instead of heating to 212 boiling point, the temperature has to be at least 180 degrees Fahrenheit. You can do this in a sous vide. I don't know mm. if you have one of those, but it's a, basically like a heater type mm-hmm thing that you put on the side of your pot, it heats and tells you when your like what temperature your water is at. So a lot of people use sous vide for like meats or vegetables to get them to a perfect temperature rather than like scorching the outside and not having the inside. But I I wanted to try this last summer and I didn't get a chance to because I did purchase a sous vide specifically for this. <laughs> project. Wow. <laughs> because I wanted to test the difference in the quality of my pickles. Mm-hmm. But alas, I did not. So I guess I'll back up and say you, of course, can plain old water bath can your cucumber pickles and you can process them in a steam canner. Both are perfectly acceptable and they work perfectly well. You can heat the base of your steam canner the water in your steam can are to 180 degrees and then begin your processing at that time. So again, you can just process using the temperature of 180 degrees as your guide rather than 212. To do the low temperature, the 180 degree pasteurization, it just needs to be at 180 for a processing time of 30 minutes. Yeah. And we need to add to that the water needs to be covering your jars Mm -hmm. in the pasteurization process, just like you would in a water bath canner. You you know, it can't be lower than that. Right. I wanted to add that in the show notes, we'll include a great cooperative extension dill pickle recipe for those of you who are itching for a recipe and we'll include that in our show notes. So you have a great jumping off point. Perfect. I was also going to add to that one one of the times that I was judging at one of our county fairs, I was doing it with Teresa Hunsaker, who was an amazing master food preserver instructor. And I was just kind of asking her, like, how can you tell? Because sometimes at fairs, you get uh, own recipe. That's what it's called. It's like people have their own recipe, and they might give you that recipe folded up underneath the pickle jar. And I asked her, like, how can you tell, like, if something is safe? Like, you know, general guidelines, of course, like, I'm not a food scientist, but like, you know, and she said, for most home canned pickle recipes, you will want equal parts water and vinegar, and then your salt in varying, you know, whatever, and sugar or herbs, spices, things like that. But at least the water and vinegar need to have equal proportions which I thought was really helpful. 
That is such a great point. And I'm so glad you brought that up, Anna. So I see a lot in like rebel canning groups and in other spaces online, people making, I mean, they're calling them pickles, but they aren't a pickle because there's just a splash, quote unquote, a splash of vinegar in a water. And that's not a brine. A brine is at least 50% vinegar. And typically it has salt added. So it's 50% vinegar, 50 water and salt, and then probably some seasonings to go with it. But a pickle isn't a pickle if it's not pickled. <laughs> and it has to be pickled in vinegar for that process to be <laughs> complete. So don't fall for any recipes that don't have that 50% ratio. That's really great that you mentioned that, Anna. Well, and as I'm looking over this recipe that we're going to send you, it's really close. It's one and a half quarts of vinegar to two quarts of water. So unless specified, obviously, in a tested recipe from Ball or an extension office, just kind of have that be your guideline. Yeah. It's like equal parts. And now a quick word about our courses. Want to learn more about canning? Check out our video courses. Anna's beginner and advanced canning courses are available at smarthomecanning.com. And Jenny teaches a variety of courses, including the super fast steam canning course at startcanning.com. Use code POD25 to get 25% off those courses today. That's code POD25 to get 25% off today. So you have an option too, when you're making pickles to hot pack or raw pack. And we've mentioned this term before in other podcast episodes, but hot pack means to heat together, probably to a boil, the things that you're about to put in the jar. And raw pack is you fill the jars that are warm with cold food and then probably like a hot brine or hot liquid or hot broth. And for pickles, you can do either but I would just be cautious if you're doing the hot pack method, which can be kind of handy, that you're just not boiling it for very long. Like you're just just getting it hot enough and then ladling it in. Yeah. The only recipe I ever do that with is relish because the chunks of cucumbers are already very small and it doesn't really matter. I would never do a hot pack for say like my gherkins or my big slicing. Like I would never because... If you do a hot pack, it'll just soften those cucumbers. And, you know, the point is to have a crisp cucumber. Right, right. So the grocery store jars of pickles that are exceptionally crisp, those are pasteurized. And they have a shorter shelf life. Like you can check the dates and you can compare the brands that aren't processed in that way. The crispest, the most crisp <laughs> pickles are the ones that have been pasteurized. They're only up to 180 degrees. <laughs> And those are the ones that are the best. If, if you're craving a crisp pickle, that's that's the process that got them there. So we, again, officially would recommend a raw pack. And we think that the pasteurization method is the way to get that crisp pickle. Do we want to say a little bit more about other kinds of cucumber pickles, like sweet pickles? Sure. I have to tell you a super funny story. Well, it was funny to me. <laughs> so I probably three years ago had gone to my farmer's market and I purchased something called chow chow. It's like this mixture of shredded cabbage, peppers, onions, and it almost looks like a turmeric base uh, brine. And it's from the sweet Amish lady. And I was like, what is in this? Like, it was crack to me. It tasted so good. And I just did not know what was in there. And 
my friend Deanna came over, we did the master food preservers course together and she had stopped by and I said, Deanna, taste this. Like how, like what is in here? Help me solve this mystery. Cause I couldn't find a recipe, like a ball candy recipe or whatever. Right. She tasted it and she said, Anna, this is just bread and butter pickle brine. Oh, oh <laughs> with like all these things in it. It's just a bread and butter pickle brine. But growing up, I hated sweet pickles. I would never eat them. I would never eat bread and butter pickles. I was like, oh, it's abominable. It's wrong. And I don't know. I'm 40 years old now. And I just love like these sweet pickles, this sweet chow chow. Yeah. So that was my first foray into like sweet anything. Right. Right. You ate it by accident. Do you like sweet pickles or do you make them? So- I like like them more and more, but my I know my gram used to give us bread and butter pickles like at lunchtime at her house. I remember, but I've never I don't think I've ever canned a, a batch for myself. And like looking at the recipe, some recipes have vanilla, cinnamon, sugar. I mean, they get fairly sweet, but they can be really delicious. Yeah, they can be they can be really good. And like we've talked about other pickled things, like. Like the pickled jalapenos that people call like cowboy candy or whatever. They're like super sweet and spicy pickled jalapenos. Like some people really love it. And we can include a really good recipe from the Cooperative Extension Office for sweet pickles here too. So one funny thing I want to say about sweet pickles is at the Master Preserver course that I was in and Anna was there for part of it as a helper, the instructor who was awesome mentioned a pickle called sweet memory pickles. And then... It took her a couple times to say that. I thought, is that what she's taught? Like, is that the name of the pickle? What is this? But it just was a great example of how the cucumber pickle like really carries a lot of like family history and tradition and just, just that sweet memory pickle. I just, I don't even know if we ever got the recipe for that, Anna, but it was a funny, it was a funny pickle name. I I will say. (laughs) Yeah. The bread and butter pickles recipe that's in this link that we are referencing is the one that I use and I really love it. So if you are a bread and butter pickles fan, I would highly recommend this. Okay. Okay. That's good to know. And I like that it has onions in it too. I like that. If it's bread and butter, I like that there's onions in it. And the link that we're going to share also has a great tested recipe for pickle relish. I love a dirty old hot dog. I think hot dogs are a great American classic food. I love a good hot dog. And with relish, it's one of my faves. So again, in the show notes, we'll link to uh, a trusted source of several pickle recipes that you could reference. But I think that our, our bottom line is don't ask for a better brine recipe. You need to find a better cucumber to pickle. If you want high quality pickles that will impress friends, neighbors, in laws, you gotta get a good cucumber to start with. Yeah. I have a really great pickle recipe in my pickled vegetables mini course. So if anybody's interested in that, it's different than any of these recipes. I really, it's, it's very basic. Anna, tell us all about your pickled vegetables mini course and how can our listeners get to it? Yeah, they can access it on my website, smarthomecanning.com. And I In the video, we do, I want to say it's pickled asparagus, but there's tons of veggies that you can pickle and they're safe to do. And I love, like at that time that I was filming, I didn't have cucumbers readily available. It was toward the end of the season. And like Jenny said, sometimes those pickling cucumbers are hard to track down, especially 
I don't know, there's just like a really small window of the summer Mm -hmm. that they're available. And so I just gobble them up and try and find them. But my pickle recipe doesn't include things like pickling spices, which are like ground pepper or peppercorns or mustard seed, things like that. Like I'm not super into that. So it's super simple. It's water, vinegar, salt for the brine. Super simple and super high win for someone taking that course. That's awesome. I didn't know that you had that. One last thing that's important to know about pickling uh, cucumbers is that if you don't want to follow a recipe and you don't want to can it, doing fridge pickles is a perfectly acceptable option. You can use less vinegar if you want. You can use other spices, whatever. Like you can get very creative in your fridge pickles and you don't have to follow a tested recipe for that. You can just, it's just like cooking, right? Uh, so glad that you mentioned that, Anna. So a fridge pickle is not processed. You just use a clean receptacle and you fill it with cucumbers and or onions, veggies, any peppers, whatever you want to pickle, and you can create any kind of brine you want. It'll probably be pretty close to half vinegar, half water, but not necessarily. And you just store it in the refrigerator and within a day or so, they're ready to eat. They're delicious, crisp. You don't have to worry about them getting soft. The quick pickle is a really great gateway food preservation task. We love it. Perfect. Okay, awesome. Thank you, Anna, for another awesome episode. And listeners, be sure to check out Anna's Pickled Veggies mini course at smarthomecanning.com. Thanks, guys, for being here. Thanks, guys. That's our show. We don't want you to miss an episode, so please be sure to subscribe. If you found this episode helpful and informative, please give our show a rating and review. It only takes a few seconds and it really helps our show grow. Follow us on social media at Smart Home Canning and at The Domestic Wildflower. Email your preserving questions to perfectlypreservedpodcast at gmail.com and we will do our best to answer your questions on the show. Thanks so much for listening. Stay tuned for our next episode released every week.